AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to The Fighting Cock. We've returned to speak to a lady called Priya Ramesh, who you probably know from the article written about Jan Vincent, our new signing. Jan Vincent. Vincent Janssen. <laughs> this is in keeping with The Fighting Cock. I'm constantly making mistakes. How are you doing, Priya? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. So what, How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What, um, so this article you wrote for, uh, excuse me, Ben Foote, is it Benefit? Benefit, yeah. Benefit. Um, th- this website's a, a reputable website in in Belgium and and, and the Netherlands, right? Um, well, essentially, what we aim to do is we're just a bunch of people who write about Dutch football and Belgian football, but we write it in English. Yeah. So it's basically trying to bring a league or you know two leagues that not many people watch. So we're trying to bring that to the mainstream audience in English because there's a lot of very good stories in Belgian and Dutch football that doesn't get, you know, um, talked about a lot because the journalism is quite limited to Dutch or, you know, French. And basically we're, it's, it's, it's non-profit. We don't work, we're not paid. Uh, so we're just all kind of doing it as our passion. But yeah. we do have uh, journalists like um, Peter McVitie who works for uh, Goal.com and um he's quite reputed as well so yeah yeah that's cool um so like you you're saying that there's lots of big stories coming out in holland and and, and belgium um how big a story was jansen leaving for tottenham um well you know almost every season towards the end of the season we have at least one big name kind of player who leaves uh, the Eredivisie. Last year it was Memphis Depay. And I think this year um, the kind of notable um, characteristic to this story was that Azed didn't really give in to Tottenham's demands because generally you see an English club or you know something like PSG or some Italian club come in and the Dutch clubs generally don't put in a lot of resistance. You know, even even Ajax and PSV don't really put up a front and say, no, we're not going to sell unless you pay the amount we want. They usually come to a compromise. Mm. And um, it made a lot of, you know, um, it made news because AZ were very um, quite intransigent in their demand. And we thought that was quite, a good sign for Dutch football because, you know, you see a lot of really good players go for such cheap prices. You know, I mean, you, you should know with Christian Eriksen, yeah. when he left for Spurs for, what, 11 million euros? That that was, you know, that's it's an understatement to call that a bargain. Yeah. 
that is essentially peanuts for you know a player that even then had the potential to be quite world class. Mm. Um, but yeah, with with Janssen, it's a lot um, of just the incredible nature of his rise because I mean, this time last year he was a nobody. He was you know someone from the second tier who'd uh, second tier who'd come in. Uh, to Azit, and no one really expected him to kind of make the splash that he did. Yeah. And um, even into the start of his career, you know, as I mentioned in the article, um, he went around six games, I think, without a goal for Azit. And people were obviously, you know, um, okay, number one, people didn't really have a lot of expectations from him because no one really had, you know, um, no one really thought of him as someone who'd come in and make an impression right away. But also because... Um, he wasn't really doing, he wasn't really scoring a lot. He wasn't making the headlines. But um, there's an analytics expert on Twitter called Sander uh, Aitma who goes by the handle of um, 11 Tegan 11. It's, it's Elf Tegan Elf, which means 11 we 11 in Dutch. Um, so he publishes these stats called expected goals which I elaborated on in the article. So it's a kind of way to measure how good a player is playing, even when he's not scoring. So it's kind of looking at, you know, the quality of his game, even though there may not be an end product at the moment. And I think it was in October when Janssen had still not scored a goal that, you know, um, this guy basically flagged him and said he's bound to improve. So Janssen is, is bound to improve. And we should, you know, kind of keep an eye out for him. And, you know, uh, it, it worked out that way. And over the next few games, Janssen really exploded. And um, I think it started with a game at Twente, if I'm not wrong, um, where he scored, he scored a double. And then from there, it just kind of kicked off and he started scoring more and contributing more. Um, do, do you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, there's like uh, this resonates a little bit with Harry Kane last season. So he, he had his breakout year the season before last. I think he scored 30 goals or something similar. And uh, he started this season. Uh, he, he didn't score for nine games. Um, and people were con- you know, considering him to be, is he a one-season wonder? Is he as good as people said or, or Spurs fans hyped him up to be? But for the same, for the exact same reasons, he was getting into positions constantly, and he wasn't hitting the target. You know, he was maybe hitting the post, not finishing with the confidence he was in the, the season before. But Kane, because of the quality, his natural quality and his his technique, and he's he's just you know he he is a fantastic striker. So that this patch in form, which resulted in zero goals for Tottenham in the first nine games, actually ended up you know scoring thirty one goals this year. So. Um, including England, so I, I can see that the, the parallels. But are there any other parallels between Harry Kane and Vincent Janssen that you you can see the obvious ones? Um, I think I think absolutely. I think the um, the one that you pointed out was spot on because you know um, I think many people, even in the Netherlands, started to think of Janssen as someone similar to Kane, who you know went through a rough patch initially and then. You know, but then started performing when he wasn't really expected to, and he was wearing the number eighteen. So you know that's that's a that's a bit of trivia about um, you know Kane's first season. Is that and, his and number? Johnson's first season. Is that his number? He's uh, always played in. He wore yeah, he wore eighteen for Azet, and um, I'm not sure if he wore eighteen also for um, Almere City, but I think I think he wore nine there. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, if it's, I'm not sure if it's available at Tottenham, but I wouldn't bet against him taking that number. Um, he recently, you know, uh, they interviewed him when he was exiting the, the AZ training ground, if I'm not wrong. And they asked him, you know, are you scared to go to Tottenham? And because you need to, you know, fight for your place against, you know, someone who's a club darling yeah. and, you know, only a year older than Janssen himself. And I think Janssen kind of, um, his answer reiterated what many, many interviews over the last year have kind of revealed about him, which is that um, this lad has a real hunger to do well and he doesn't see um, Kane as someone who he f- who he's fighting against, but he believes, you know, they can learn a lot from each other. And I think Janssen's attitude is quite um, one of wanting to learn more and wanting to do better. Um, and the thing is for him, he comes from a family of, of uh, pretty glorious sports people. So he has good guidance as well. So I think his transfer to Spurs is not something that's, you know, just done for the money or, or just done for um, the need to play in a bigger team. I think he's very carefully thought this out. Hmm. Do you think he's, um, he's good enough to, 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 to cut it in the Premier League? Obviously, I mean, I, I, I like the Dutch League. Um, it's produced many, many good players. But I, I think if you're looking at competitive nature, there's, there's, there's so many good players and world-class players in, in the Premier League that it's going to be more difficult for him. Is he going to be able to cut it in our league? Well, um, I, I think I should probably acknowledge that it is definitely a factor, you know, making the step up from the Eredivisie to, to the English Premier League. Is, it is a big step. But, I mean, there are players who've proved that it can be done in the past. And I think over the first season, at least, Janssen won't be thrown into the deep end. You know, I think he'll still play probably a second choice striker role, you know, um, behind Kane in the pecking order. So he might be kind of, you know, tested out in substitute appearances, who make appearances in the cup. Mm. And then as he kind of gains confidence and he finds his feet both in England and, you know, finds the chemistry with his teammates, he, we might start to see him more in Premier League games. But I do think he can cut it because he has the qualities of um, what I think is a modern uh, centre-forward, which is that you know he's essentially able to do everything, mm-hmm. though he may not obviously be perfect at it. Uh, he can head the ball, he can hold it up, he's been playing with his back to goal. Uh, and... I think uh, the most defining quality of Janssen that, you know, most uh, observers, most journalists, most of his old coaches all credit him with is his work ethic. And I think that sits very well in the Premier League and especially with Pochettino because he is willing to put in the industry, willing to put in the labour to work for the team. And I think that's a quality that will sit very well in the circumstances he's in. Yeah. Um, Memphis Depay also came with a, a lot of fanfare from uh, PSV to United and, and had her, an horrendous season here. Is it? I mean, is there a risk of that? Or are there different personalities? I, I mean, um, in terms of personalities, I think they're definitely different because, I mean, if, if you're not aware, the Dutch media did quite a, a hobbaloo over Memphis last year when, you know, he turned up wearing a hat and you know he was he bought Cap- he he made the news for like buying Capri Sun and buying a new car and he is more prone to like the kind of flashy lifestyle 
And I think Janssen is a bit more kind of reserved, a very quiet guy, mm. uh, pretty simple. He, he looks like, you know, any average 20-something-year-old on the street. Uh, I mean, there's that. But also, I think the situation at United was very different to the situation that uh, Janssen is going to be facing at Spurs because I think United, even then, weren't a very stable, weren't in a very stable position. And um, Louis van Gaal was obviously, you know, in fear of losing his job. You know, people said he might be sacked before Christmas. I mean, that didn't happen. But he was constantly under the pressure of getting results. And, uh, and, and I think that translated to him not really giving Memphis the chance uh, he kind of needed. Uh, but also, I think uh, Memphis couldn't, adapt quick enough to to like thrive under the pressure that Van Gaal was in and translate that into performances. So um, I think at Spurs, obviously with Pochettino, they have a bit more of a long-term strategy. Uh, strategy. They're a bit more um, focused on the journey as opposed to like the immediate end result. And I think that is a better, it's a more conducive environment for you know a player making a step up. And I think yeah. that's also why We've kind of seen players like um, Ericsson and um, Dele Alli and, and Eric Dyer kind of shine last season because they're young, but they were given the chance and given the faith by Pochettino to go out there and do what they do best. How how um, how is Tottenham seen in uh, in the Netherlands and Belgium? Uh, from your understanding, what what was that? Because it took. I mean, as Spurs fans, we were aware that Pochettino was planning something good and if we could play in his style and, and uh, apply the work ethic and tactical understanding to his, his philosophy, that things would work and they would work well, especially because the, we, we had an increase in player quality than he had under Southampton and Espanyol. Um, so he's essentially given an opportunity to do something magnificent with Spurs, but we didn't really think we'd win the league. And then, you know, obviously the last month was horrendous for us, but we, we were working towards challenging Leicester to the very final game. And it was an odd situation for Spurs fans to be in, and we didn't quite know how to deal with it. You know, we were very happy, but it was very strange. Um, I was wondering, did that kind of penetrate? Um, well, obviously, I think the last season in, in England kind of um, caught the eye of everyone around the world. And... I think most people are impressed with what Spurs are doing. Uh, I mean, not just in the Netherlands, but obviously, you know, everywhere else. But I think it also kind of um, reverberates more with Dutch philosophy because, you know, uh, the kind of um, the mantra of Dutch football is, you know, you give the youth a chance, you play attacking football, you play um, football that... Uh, leads to goals, leads to entertainment, is good on the eye. And I think most of those were captured by um, Spurs last season, you know. And I think that, I think Spurs identified more with that in, instead of, you know, Leicester, who obviously were a bit more of a rugged kind of um, getting the results and getting the job done. Mm. But also, I mean, that, that has beauty in itself. But I think definitely what people would have also noticed last year is that I think even though Spurs kind of lost it in the end and, and they lost their cool, they could see that this was a team that could be really strong in the coming years because you have, you have players who are all, you know, going into their prime, um, who are 
who are gelling well together. You have you have Ericsson, Ali, Dyer. That's a very good you know trio. You have Kane up top. You have Alderweireld and Vertonghen. Obviously, you know two two um, centre backs that the Dutch people are very accustomed to because they had a very good partnership at Ajax and they know each other from that time. And they actually came from the same club in Belgium, which Ajax used to have a partnership with. So. I think that was beautiful for everyone to see is that, you know, Alderweireld and Vertonghen reunited again and, you know, doing it at the top of uh, English football. Um, and I think in terms of uh, Pochettino as such, he's probably one of the best young coaches out there, you know. Mm. Um, perhaps not yet in the Simeone, Conte, Emery bracket yet, but he's certainly below them. And... I think we've seen with you know both Southampton and the Spurs side that he can kind of deal with players leaving or you know um um and the kind of trans a more sustainable transfer uh strategy um I think both at Southampton and at Tottenham he's had um backroom staff and a board that have been very keen on providing him with good players and uh constantly assuring that um, even if they lose players, their qualities, uh, their quality doesn't, you know, go down by much. And I think with this kind of backing, you know, with with um, Mitchell in the in the Spurs back, in the Spurs board as well, who's done some very impressive work. Mm. Um, I think Pochettino has the qualities to do well, and maybe he needs to fine tune some of his um, tactical kind of uh, tactical changes he makes during a match, but. In 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 like looking at the whole picture, I think he's got a very very good future, and you know I think Spurs will definitely do well this season. Yeah, I hope so. Um, he's just signed the five year deal, and because there was kind of talk about him potentially going to Man United, and um, we were slightly worried because it's the first time in my in my life following Tottenham, and I'm 35 now, uh, where I, the manager is the most important person. We could probably lose three or four of our first team and still perform well because of the, the style and systems that Pochettino has in place. And you mentioned Paul Mitchell. You know, he, he's finding players that we don't, as fans, know about. To be honest, before there was rumours at the beginning of the summer about Janssen, I'd never heard of him. I, I, I saw that he scored against England in, uh, at Wembley. Um, but other than that, you know, I didn't know much about him. And even up until the point where it seemed clear that we were going to sign him, uh, which is part of the reason why your article exploded and the fact that it was brilliantly written as well. If I we didn't know and we still don't know, but we're taking your word for it and, uh, and, and, and the hype around it and hoping that he will be the, um, the answer to some of the problems we had last season. Kane, while was fantastic, has played lots of football over the last two years. He played the under-21 tournament. He, he played a full season with Tottenham and then has obviously just gone to the Euros and is now coming back. So that's another season. So it's, we were desperate for, for, for someone to come in of quality. And if you say that he's of the mindset that he's willing to, to, to wait and um, bide his time and, and, and be bedded into the team correctly and in a way that's going to help him be most effective and the club be most effective, that's, uh, that's um, promising to, you know, it's a good thing to hear. Um, you, you know, you mentioned about his mindset somewhat and he's got a, a go-to expression. Um, Cool. It's, it's, it translates into English is it'll be alright is, is it kind of like this positive way of looking at uh, adversity when you come across it or is it, what's that about yeah uh, um, absolutely you know uh, he apparently always says comme 
which is you know it will it, it literally means it will come good yeah. in the end or or something to that extent but i mean roughly means you know it'll be all right in the end it'll it'll, it'll all turn all right and i think uh that's you know for for any modern footballer um it's a good a good kind of expression to have because you know that there are faces where you have um you know you'll face bad form some things won't click and i think through those you kind of have to you know stay put and you know uh believe that your decision to come to this club was right and believe that this leap was taken at the right time the step up was taken at the right time and i think that will help him a lot because even when he was actually released by feyenoord who are you know one of the big 3 clubs in the netherlands and he consciously chose to go down to the second the, the second tier which is the eerste divisie and i think for him um that could that could that that was obviously a big decision because if things don't go right you can spend your entire life you know just playing out in the second second division mm. and never really being good enough to make the step up but you know he believed in himself and he also believed that the decision he took was right and the environment that um um Fred Grimm at Almere provided for him was right for him to grow and eventually reach the top and i mean that turned out to be a good decision and again you know with Azet he was also scouted by um FC Utrecht and Heerenveen last season if i'm not wrong um but he chose um Azet Alkmaar because i think he was most sold by their um their pitch to him that they'd be able to kind of develop him and because obviously you know Azet have been following um Billy Bean's advice you know the guy who um yeah. of of moneyball fame yeah. yeah um so i think um because of that again you know uh the next step up he's making to spurs is also i think a very conscious decision that follows the um track record of the choices he's made in terms of transfers cuz i mean obviously he could have chosen to go to psg and i mean there're not many players in the world who turned down psg you know he would have been i was going to ask is that if that was true because it was kind of in the papers that he turned him down and you're not sure how much to believe and obviously west ham also had a bit accepted um which is a progressive football club to be fair there are rivals and we hate them but they uh you know they <laughs> They're a progressive, but they're doing well, West Ham. But there's truth in in the PSG link. Um, well, I'm not entirely. I can't recollect correctly if the Dutch media reported about the PSG interest, but I remember reading that the the West Ham interest was definitely that tr- was definitely true. And um, I think AZ actually accepted West Ham's bid, but Janssen was very sure that he only wanted Spurs. Mm. And is I, I think. Um, the only source i read for the psg rumors was um l'equipe which was you know which is a french um newspaper and um i think there you know there were some journalists that were uh talking about this and they said he should have you know uh, reconsidered psg because even there with um ibrahimovic ibrahimovic at united now yeah. jansen would effectively be you know second choice to um uh cavani and you know to work with players like di maria is is quite a you know good opportunity it sounds pretty good yeah. and but i think the fact that he actually was very sure that he wanted spurs also hinted the type of footballer he wants to be and the fact that he wants to go to a league where you know the title isn't assured for you every season mm. he wants to you know he wants to experience the kind of thrill of um 
you know, progressing and, and you know, fighting good opposition every every week. And he actually mentioned this in an interview is um, when he played the friendly against England, that's when he realised, because um, when he was young, and, and, and this is an anecdote that I ran in an interview as well, um, he was asked to, he was in a class where, um, at Feyenoord, I think, where they were all asked to kind of write on a piece of paper, where do you want to, what club do you want to play, or like, what's your goal in the next 10 to 15 years? And, you know, most uh, most of the kids obviously wrote, oh, I want to go to Barcelona, I want to play at Real Madrid. But Janssen was, you know, one of the few who wrote, uh, I want to play for the Dutch national team. So that was his pinnacle, that's the pinnacle of his um, achievement mm. as far as he's concerned. So I think the next step he's made has now been taking into account that he's at the level he wanted to be and he's achieved something and he should be careful from here on because, you know, it's, it's very easy to fall into, uh, into traps here. Yeah. But yeah, during... Uh, I think after the friendly, that's when um, he realized that that was the kind of opposition he wanted to face every week. Because, you know, I mean, um, you know, players like, I think he played against quite a few Spurs players in that match. Yeah. Um, and, and he, you know, he absolutely, I think he terrorized um, John Stones in the match. Yeah. He, was, he was absolutely bamboozled. Um, and I think that was also important because he knew that he wanted to go to the Premier League and obviously, you know, even before West Ham made their bid, he'd already had his had his talks with Spurs. He'd already visited the ground, and I think he was pretty sold. And I mean, I I think his decision to go to Spurs is pretty good. It's based on good reasoning. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's a young player in Europe that would. I mean, you know, they'd be they'd be crazy not to consider Tottenham because you know we we play the average age of our. Our team last year was the youngest in the league. It was something like 23. Um, Pochettino wants to be able to develop these players and, and, and play them in a system that suits them, but also that, that enables them to adapt to a system around them. So they're reacting to other players and, and, and working in a way that isn't about their own individual game. So it makes sense that, he, that he's come. And, um, and everything you're saying makes me you know, excited to, to, to see him play and see how he develops at Tottenham. Um, and you never know, he'll probably get a move to PSG one day if he really wants that in the future. <laughs> um, what, one, one, one last thing, um, actually two things. Uh, that we, we, We've got out of Elrod, Matongan, Dembele uh, and now Janssen um, from that area of Europe producing some amazing footballers. You know, the, the Belgian team probably underperformed um, at, at the Euros, but they've got an incredible squad. Is there, are there any players that Spurs and other clubs in England should be looking at coming up through through those two divi- uh, those two countries? Um, that you're aware of. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I I think um, the fact that you know clubs like Spurs and Southampton are tapping into the talent of the Eredivisie is is testament to the fact that it's a it's a very good kind of league for um, <laughs> launching these stars. And, you know, I mean, um, recently there's, you know, everyone moans that, oh, he's only performed in the Eredivisie, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a second grade league and all that. But, I mean, we, we produce pretty quality players, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think there are quite a few good young players coming up um, through the systems in, in, well, I can't really comment on Belgium because uh, we, we have other 
experts who are better, well, well versed in in Belgian football. Because I focus mainly on Dutch football. Yeah. But um, I mean, obviously, I think uh, there was already um, reported interest from Spurs for uh, Richard Lee Bazur, who's um, who's a midfielder at Ajax. He plays a bit deeper, kind of um, in the role that Dembele plays. You know, it's not quite a six, but not quite an eight. He plays a double pivot with. Um, a guy called Gudelia at, at Ajax and um, I think he is definitely one of the names to watch out for over the next few seasons he um, he made his debut I think around when he was 17 or 18 for Ajax I think he was 18 and he's been through a lot you know he was pelted with mobile phones when he went back to PSV I think uh, and he was only 18 um, and he's he is a very composed midfielder he puts in shifts uh, with the kind of composure and maturity that are you know, well beyond his years. Um, okay. okay. Well, I think that's for midfield. And then I think the the, the one player that everyone um, should be looking out for, I don't think necessarily Spurs because you're quite well covered in this area, but I think most clubs should be looking at Hakim Ziyech from FD, FC Twente, um, also, in the, also in the Eredivisie because... I think um, for me, he was the best player in the league last season, and he's not going to cost a lot because Twente are not in the kind of position as uh, as uh, as AZ are. What type kind of player of, is he? Um, well, he's an he's an attacking midfielder, and uh, I think his best uh, role is the number ten role, so just behind the striker, and um, he he can essentially do everything. Um, he essentially carried the team for most of the season last last year um, and he can he can pull moments of magic out of nothing he's that type of player he can turn games around on his own yeah. and um, I think pretty much most clubs around Europe should be looking at him as you know a, a player that they should um, target this summer because he will not demand a very big fee mm. um, okay yeah Fair enough. And just to finish on, on Tottenham, we've been linked with uh, Mario Goetze. Um, they've apparently been making a... Uh, he's got to make a decision between Dortmund and Tottenham, which, again, is a very odd position for, for us to be in a player of that quality, even considering joining Spurs. Um, I know you're not a German expert, but what what would you do if you was Goetze? Um, well, if I was Goetze, uh, I think the decision to leave Bayern would probably be the right one because I mean his development is really stalled at the club and he has a lot of competition there um you know they've they recently bought uh Sanchez they already have um Thiago and I think uh the right decision would be to leave because if not anything he needs a change of environment to kind of uh you know reach the potential that he showed with Dortmund a few years back because Think, I think essentially since he moved to Bayern, he hasn't really developed or progressed. Do you think Tottenham um, in might terms be of, the right club? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I would think more in terms of the players Tottenham already have because I think with Ericsson, um, Ali, you know, Chadley, Son, mm. you have a pretty good access there in, in you know, attacking midfield creative players. And I mean, if you're going to sign Jorginho Wijnaldum, who I also... Uh, like 
pretty much. Yeah. Um, he, he'd be a pretty good signing as well. And then if you're going to sign Gotza again, that, that's just too much, man. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just too much but creativity in, in the attacking I, midfield I really, area. I really, really want him, though. I, I get what you're saying. It all makes sense. But <laughs> imagine, imagine just coming, going into White Hart Lane and looking and there's Mario Gotza, one of a couple of years ago, one of the, the best forward players in the world. And I was like, oh, just just the thought of that's incredible. I, mm-hmm. You know, Chadley's leaving, probably. It's been rumoured today that he might be back, uh, um, might be leaving. So I'm sure Gert, we'll fix Gertzer in somewhere. <laughs> um, Prius, I, think, I think he could be quite similar to um, Van der Vaart, actually. Mm. Gertzer, in terms of, you know, the type of football he'll play at Spurs, he could play the same kind. He could reproduce some of the um, skills that Van der Vaart uh, initially showed at, at Tottenham. I love that man as well. Incredible, <laughs> absolutely beautiful footballer. Um, thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, thank it, you for having me on. No, it's a pleasure, absolutely. And you're, like I said before we started recording, your article just just completely blew up in the uh, the Tottenham community. Um, uh, it was very, you know, it was in depth. It was it was long, which I quite liked. You know, the fact that they're, you know, on the internet now, you, the, the content is so short and there's no depth to it. And it was just just a fascinating insight into a player that hopefully will enjoy. Uh, and, and they'll score many goals at Tottenham. Um, you can also find your work at The Guardian and 442, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again the next time we'll sign <laughs> another one of your players. <laughs> Cheers, Priya. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. In the wee hours of the night, when everyone else is fast asleep, you're the one on third shift, burning the midnight oil. When a part fails and everything comes to a grinding halt, regardless of what the clock on the wall says, you leap into action. Granger is with you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support by phone or click to chat. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network. When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports 
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.